Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. Um, all the uh, the media headlines, doom and gloom, things like that, We've, we did cover a um, podcast a couple of weeks ago about what's going to happen with the, um, the property market in Brisbane. So it'll be interesting today to um, do the market update. So there's been a bit of research behind the scenes and um, we're going to run over a market update, bit of a general overview and then get into the numbers. Yes, welcome back everybody. As you know, this is the podcast that we do once a month where we love digging into the data, but not just reporting on what the data is telling us, but also bringing the real truth, helping you understand what we are seeing on the ground, because obviously being on the ground helps us to be ahead of the data. We can see any changes in the demand for property based on the number of people that are turning up to open homes or bidding at auctions. Um, You know, even auction clearance rates, they don't always tell the story, um, especially Uh, if we know that um, it's the way it's being reported. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to provide a good summary for you today in terms of an all-rounded overview of what's happening throughout Brisbane. And and I just wanted to um, uh, say thank you to um, Grant, who gave us some feedback during the week, Um, mentioned that um, we don't sort of um, fluff things up or change things about. We we basically say it as it is. Um, We try and make it the truth about property and and say it as, as we see it, um, not only just here on the ground, but the numbers, the research. Um, so we don't um, change it around like they do in the media. We basically say it as it is and um, as we see it. Yeah, so as you may be aware, the uh, national news headlines, once again, very pessimistic. Um, and they are reporting that national property prices are falling. And if you have turned the television on or read a newspaper Um, or even clicked online on any of the news articles, you will see these sensationalised headlines. Um, However, I will say there's markets within markets, and we always talk about this. In Sydney, Canberra and Melbourne, property prices, according to median values, are falling but ever so slightly. Um, However, here in Brisbane, this is not the case. And the most up-to-date monthly data reported by CoreLogic up to the end of May 2022 shows that the Brisbane property market um, is still gaining value month to month. Now, of course, the rate of monthly gains, the momentum of those property gains is slowing. Back in the peak of um, the growth cycle that we've had, uh, we were getting monthly growth in excess of 3% per month in, in Brisbane housing and dwelling values. Now that's below 1% per month. Um, So, you know, we can see that the rate of growth is slowing, but the fact is that property prices up to the end of May have still been increasing just at a slower rate. And I think that's really important for people to understand because the media would have you believe otherwise. So it's interesting, and we'll probably touch on this throughout the podcast, but I think what I do say to people, and I'll probably say this a few times, is, you know, what we went through with the property market in the last 12, 18 months was was basically the property market on steroids, the way I look at it. Um, now it's probably becoming more of the normal market. So interest rates were extremely, extremely low, um, the lowest they've ever been. They're going up slightly, but it's probably becoming back to what is a bit more of a normal and, and the same sort of things happening with the property market. So yeah, look, we've had, obviously you talk about the property market, people talk about it, This the news in the headlines. And as I've mentioned before, I don't watch the news, um, but to see that talking about the property market falling, but yet the numbers actually show that it is still 
um, moving in the right direction, especially here in Brisbane. And yes, we've had had a slight interest rate increase, but you know the, it's not really doom and gloom as far as we can see on that side of things. No, and again, the, the most recent news shows that consumer confidence levels are, you know, as low as they were back in April, sort of, or sorry, just slightly higher than what they were back in April 2020. And in fact, if we exclude the consumer confidence levels that we experienced in the peak of COVID, um, which was April 2020, um, and just compare consumer confidence to any other time, um, it's actually the lowest level that it has been in 31 years. And at that time, that was back in the recession of the early 1990s. So it's very interesting to see uh, that consumer confidence has really dropped off a cliff effectively. And yet we've got an economy that seems to be on fire. And what I mean by that is that, you know, off the back of COVID, we've got a stockpile, consumers have stockpiled cash of over $250 billion. Um, the economy's unemployment rate is at a 50-year low. Things are actually looking bright, and yet the consumer has lost confidence. And it makes us question why is that? And yes, there's been two interest rate rises. Is that enough to cause consumer confidence to fall off a cliff? Or is it not the fact, but the messaging? Is it the messaging in the way that's being delivered to consumers because, of course, the media are showing or, or presenting this as a catastrophic um, series of events. And, you know, is it catastrophic? It's not what we're seeing here in Brisbane. So it, it's almost contradicting itself when you when you hear things like that, that confidence, consumer confidence is so low, but yet the economy is actually so strong and um, our employment is just, you know, people can't find people to work at the moment. So, you know, the fear factor side of things is just incredible that, that negative messages that come out throughout the whole time is what's causing, I think, this um, consumer confidence or, or the, the, lack, the of. lack of consumer <laughs> confidence, we should say. And the influence that this has on people, um, you know, because of the the media reporting the impact that this is likely to have on house prices, it, it, that, this is what keeps people up at night. Now, let me give some perspective on this because when I look at the last three months of house price movement across all of Australia. The worst it is, um, based on the CoreLogic data to the end of May, is quarterly losses in Sydney of 1.4% at a median value level, 1.4% over a three-month period. Now, again, for perspective, the S&P ASX 200 um, closed down recently 3.55% in a single day. Now, the catastrophic news headlines seem to focus more on property than shares, and yet the share market can see these large spikes and dips um, without the catastrophic headlines that we are seeing in relation to the interest rate hikes and what that might mean for property values. So it is all about perspective, and I guess consumer confidence comes from you know how we're perceiving messaging in the market, and and you know therefore. As consumers, how we we change our behaviour as a result of what we're seeing, what we're hearing, what we're reading, um, and I think that becomes really critical. And if people understand the facts, as opposed to getting emotionally caught up in the headlines, then they can sleep at night and know that this is not catastrophic. This is actually just a market resuming to more normal conditions. And in fact, interest rates 
moving back to something that's more sustainable because you can't stay on interest rates as low as they were forever. And so we all knew this was coming. The fact that it has come earlier than we expected is what um, is causing this um, this media blow up, I guess you could say, and um, and consumer confidence to fall. So it's interesting. I know that we did a bit of research be, before the, um, the podcast. And when you talked about that stock market um, dropping um, compared to you know, the property market, which we've seen increase here in Brisbane as well, um, you know, the value of of that, the, the stock market compared to the, the property market side of things. Um, and, and you brought up some numbers before we started, Melinda, on, um, on the value of the property market um, in Australia as well. Yeah. And what's interesting here is that residential property, according to CoreLogic data, is worth about $9.97 trillion dollars. And yet the outstanding mortgage debt across that property sector is just $2.1 trillion. So yes, whilst mortgage rates are increasing, the equity position across the portfolio of Australian residential property is huge. So again, is it the fact or is it the media messaging that's causing this consumer confidence to drop? No one really knows, but I think when we really look at the data and unpack what we're seeing on the ground, um, it's very evident to us that you know this is this is sort of fear mongering as opposed to to facts because there's always going to be someone that's impacted. Um, by rising interest rates, of course. However, for the large majority of people, it has minimal impact. And I think that's what uh, people need to keep in mind. Um, the minority are impacted, not the majority. And, and if you look at the property market, I know we, we do talk about this as well a lot. It, it's a long-term investment side of, side of things that we look at as well. So, you know, buying in the property market now, and, and yes, it's still increasing and it's still going up in value, um, that small increase of, of interest rate compared to the increase in the price that's actually happening as well, specifically here in Brisbane, because um, that's what we do talk about, um, compared to, as we, you mentioned, the drop in the stock market um, in one day as well as what, 3.5%. So. Interesting. Now, look, if we move into what is happening in terms of Brisbane property prices and we look at Brisbane property values, we've seen across the month of May an increase across all dwellings of 0.8% price growth. Now, if we're going to quantify that in terms of how much um, real growth does that equate to in, in dollar value, that's uh, just over $9,000 of increased value across a four-week period across one month here in Brisbane. So the median value for a dwelling in Brisbane is now $779,895. Now, obviously, um, Brisbane being a more affordable city, um, it means that People who are looking to buy a property, they might live in Sydney, they might live in Melbourne, where median values are a lot higher, um, whereas the income ratios are not, um, you know, there's not, not as much difference in that income ratio compared to property values. So it is a much more affordable location still. Now, if we compare that to the likes of Sydney, um, across the month of May, we saw median values drop 1% in Sydney and in Melbourne, slightly down 0.7%. So the fact that Brisbane is bucking the national trend tells us a story of what's happening in terms of supply and demand. And I think that's why Brisbane is still performing well on a month-by-month -month basis. Our market is quite different in terms of the supply and the demand side of the equation. Supply is still tight here in Brisbane. And in fact, when we look at the number of listings um, that are available, that's properties listed for sale on realestate.com or domain, we are still 
down 18% compared to 12 months ago. And when we did this market update last month, um, we were down 21% compared to uh, the prior 12-month period. So a very small change, um, meaning a few more listings becoming available um, over the last month. However, still well down on our five-year long-term trend. So that is the big difference between what's happening here in Brisbane compared to what's happening in Sydney and Melbourne, whereby the listing volumes are back up at or above the long-term listing trend. So supply here in Brisbane is very tight. And whilst we're seeing more properties become available for sale, anecdotally based on what we are seeing, they are not the A-grade assets and the, the best properties to buy. People are starting to see or fear that we might be reaching the top of the market and they're looking to um, to sell. We're seeing a lot of B and C grade assets, main roads, flood impacted properties, noise impacted properties. They're the sorts of properties that we're starting to see more of come to the market, but your good quality locations um, and good quality properties still very tightly held here in Brisbane. I was actually talking to an agent this morning, um, had a call and just for a follow up on a, on a property, um, he, well, he mentioned about another property for me to have a look at, but a property that we'd um, I'd spoken to him about, I know he's got it listed, um, auction coming up for that one, and I just wanted to get an update on how it was travelling, um, and he actually did say exactly what you just mentioned. Um, bit disappointing on the amount of buyers that are there, that people are interested, but that property, main road, noise overlay, um, slightly affected a little bit by flood. So, again, that just proves that the people are saying, well, you know, I've got a bit of a choice now um, where I want to buy and that those B and C grade properties are uh, not at the top of people's lists as well. And I think that's going to, you know, be something that we'll be monitoring moving forward because in any normal market, uh, what we generally see, uh, you know, those B and C grade properties do take a lot longer to sell because there's much lower demand for B and C grade assets. There's fewer people that want to live on a main road, fewer people that would um, accept a property that is a flood impacted property. So um, we are still seeing quality homes attract high volumes of um, buyers that are attending open homes and um, also, you know, a strong number of bidders that are bidding at auction. And we've seen just in the last two weeks, um, suburb records being achieved for quality real estate. So we've got a two-tiered market starting to take place here in Brisbane, whereby quality homes in, um, in quality locations are still highly desirable and there's still a lot of buyer demand, whereas those properties that are starting to come to the market that are your B and C grade properties, they are sitting for longer and there's less buyer demand on those sorts of opportunities. Which is probably what it was like two, five years ago, that sort of, that, when I come market. back to that normal market, you know, people people didn't jump at properties just because there was something that come to the market. If it was a good property in a good location, and I know that, you know, when we talk about these numbers that you're talking about now, we are talking, I say this every time, this is greater Brisbane. So the markets within markets, you know, within suburbs, within areas, we really do pull that down the areas that we look at and, and the things that we look at as well, the properties that we class as the B and C grade properties in a normal market, which is what we're getting into now, it, they probably take a little bit longer to sell and they'll sit there for a, long, a little longer. Other good properties, as you mentioned earlier, they're setting suburb records um, and they are popular and people do want to buy them and people are turning up to buy them as well. So. One thing I'll also say is that we're starting to see a shift in the demand for different product types. And I think this has come off the back of the most recent 
um, huge spike in property values. So uh, we are starting to see demand shift towards the unit and townhouse market. We've reported on this for a number of months now. And finally, the data is starting to reflect this shift in demand. So when we look at the month of May, the housing market here in Brisbane grew 0.8% in median values, whereas the median value for the unit market, which incorporates both units and townhouses, anything under a body corporate scheme, that market increased 2.1% over the month of May. Now, this is the first month since September 2020 that Brisbane unit median values have increased at a faster pace than Brisbane house median values on a month-by-month basis. So if you've been a regular listener of this podcast, you will have heard us start to talk about this about four or five months ago, that we were starting to see a shift in the demand on the ground. And when we start to see more buyers turning up to open homes of um, a specific product type, generally we start to see that shift come through in the data and that's now happening. Um, So I think people are being priced out of the housing market and therefore they are willing to compromise um, on the product type by shifting to a smaller dwelling, being a unit or a townhouse, to stay in their preferred location. And that's now coming through and being reflected in the data. And I did take notes and I did, I've did. got my notes here from last month and those unit prices were up 1.4% and you've just mentioned now 2.1%. 1.2%, sorry, units. 1.2, sorry, 1.2. So. <laughs> So yes, um, 1.2%, so slightly down on last month, but because the housing market has slowed down, um, whereas the unit market has picked up, um, we are starting to see more growth in the unit sector. So houses, you you mentioned um, 0.8%. Yeah, so the median value for a house across all of Greater Brisbane is now 885,633. If we're looking at the Brisbane City Council region you may have seen recently in the news that the median value for a Brisbane for a house in the Brisbane City Council region has now surpassed that one million dollar mark so I know a lot of people do contact us and they inquire about um, purchasing a property you know within the 10 kilometer ring from the Brisbane CBD and they've got a budget of you know seven eight hundred thousand dollars the median value for a home in greater uh, sorry in the Brisbane City Council region which definitely incorporates that in our 10 kilometer ring is now over that 1 million dollar mark so it's really important for people to understand um, what their money can buy and I think that's the biggest frustration for buyers at the moment not understanding how far their their money will travel so then if we jump towards the unit side of things um, what are the, what are we looking at there for you know the median side of the units So the median value for a unit in Brisbane, it's a lot more affordable. It's currently sitting at 498,521. So let's see if in the month of June, we break that $500,000 threshold. It's much more affordable for people to buy a unit in Brisbane. Um, And I think that's why we started to see that shift in demand because the uh, price differential between units and town sorry units and houses has been increasing especially uh, with the growth over the last 18 months Um, and so as we've been reporting previously we may start to see units play a catch-up as people are priced out of houses and therefore the demand shifts to that different product type. So with with the unit market on the increase is that having an effect on the segments of the market or on when we start to look at what areas are you know what segments are doing what in the market? Yeah, it could be because when we look at our price segmentation in the market, 
Um, this is grouped by all dwelling types here in Brisbane. And what we're starting to see, um, it's a clear indication that the lower end of the market is starting to grow um, at the fastest rate when we look at the last three months. So CoreLogic data to the end of May showed that the lowest 25% of property values um, grew 6.2% over the three months to the end of May. The middle section of the market grew 5.3% and the top end of the market throughout Greater Brisbane um, grew 3.5%. So we don't have a breakdown of this price segmentation by um, product type, meaning a breakdown by units and houses. Uh, but we expect, based on what we're seeing in the data for both the unit market and the housing market, that a lot of that price segmentation is being driven by that shift in demand to the unit uh, part of the market and therefore price growth in that, that lower section of the market. So again, you can't just look at top level data and, and make assumptions that, you know, the, the housing market in the lower value areas, which would mean at the um, perimeter of Greater Brisbane is growing at the fastest rate. It's actually more about understanding where the demand is shifting to and how the housing unit housing and unit market are performing side by side to make an analysis of um, this price segmentation. So whilst we're on the the listings and the sales side of things, before we jump into the um, the, the rental the rental market, uh, auction clearance rates. It's been an interesting month. So. Um, since our last market update, we saw the auction clearance rates increase week to week from 55%, 57%, and then up to 60%. Um, and then after the announcement of the second interest rate rise, we saw clearance rates drop to 49%. Now, that's the lowest level it has been since um, the floods back in at the end of February. Um, this is not concerning for us. It simply um, tells us that there's nervous buyers. And this is a conversation that we're having with a lot of sales agents. When auction clearance rates drop, that means that the expectations between the vendor um, or the seller and the buyer, um, that gap is widening. Now, sometimes that's because, you know, buyers um, become nervous and they lose confidence. And clearly that's what we're, we're being told based on consumer confidence levels. Uh, but it doesn't mean that sellers are going to drop their price just to sell. Um, sellers will only sell if they achieve a price that they're happy to accept. So if the auction clearance rates are lower, it's more of an indication of the buyer sentiment than, than anything else at this point in time. Um, so it's something that we'll definitely be watching, but certainly the auctions that we've been attending in um, some of the, the more desirable pockets of Brisbane have been well attended and um, have been selling. So of course, this data reflects all of Greater Brisbane. Um, and we don't get to every auction every weekend. We're only seeing a cross-section of the market. So, um, again, I think it comes back to understanding um, the A, B and C grade properties um, to understand where that buyer demand is shifting to. Okay. So let's have a look at the, um, the rental market um, and just see what's happening on that side of things. Yeah. Well, interestingly, um, we are seeing more and more um, of an issue in that rental market with vacancy rates becoming tighter and tighter. So the most recent um, research from SQM has indicated that across all of Greater Brisbane, the vacancy rate now is sitting at 0.6%. So that's dropped again since last month. Last month, we were at 0.7%. So it is a rental crisis here in Brisbane and there's huge upward pressure on rents. You know, a property of ours that um, has just come up for rent and the property manager is advised of, you know, where they see the value for um, the next 12 months moving forward. And you can't help but feel sorry for tenants because, 
you know, the increase is significant. And if you look at the CoreLogic data, um, we've actually had rental price growth in the housing sector of 12.8% across um, Brisbane in the last 12 months. And in the unit sector, uh, the growth has been 8.1% in rents. However, I think in certain pockets, it's been a lot higher. And I know certainly with the properties of our own that we own um, and the advice from the property managers that we receive is that the rental price growth in some instances is between 15 and 20%. Um, and that's just to keep your property rent in line with market rent. Um, that is what other landlords are charging. And it's purely driven by this very low supply environment. Um, and yet we've still got this heightened demand due to more and more people relocating to southeast Queensland. The international borders now open. There's a huge demand for rental properties. And in fact, um, the local uh, council here in Brisbane has just recently announced that anybody that owns an investment property that's making that available for rent through the private market of Airbnbs, um, they're going to charge higher rates for those um, properties. They're going to increase the council rates by 50%. Um, however, we know based on, you know, clients that have been caught without somewhere to live, they're out of the long-term rental market, they're looking for short-term accommodation, um, that the landlords there are paying or charging really, really high nightly rates because there's such a lack of available rental accommodation, both in the long-term rental market and the short-term rental market. So um, this is hardly a deterrent for people that are operating in that market. Um, but I guess, you know, government are looking at what they can do to try and alleviate some of the pain. But I think this is something that, you know, needs more of a long-term strategic approach from all levels of government because there really is nothing to rent and there's, you know, it's the problem's going to get worse before before it gets better, that's for sure. So, so the vacancy rates, I, I do remember, and you've said this a few times, um, the CBD, I think, wasn't it 14 point something percent, nearly 15% at one stage? Correct. And, and it's down to now 1.6%. Yeah, so the Brisbane CBD hasn't seen vacancy this type for, you know, so many years. We've, we've got the Beanley Corridor still sitting at 0.4% corridor. The Brisbane CBD, as you pointed out, currently at 1.6%. East Brisbane currently at 0.6%. Inner Brisbane, 1%. Ipswich region at 0.5% vacancy. Um, Northern Brisbane suburbs at 0.4%. Southeast Brisbane at 0.5%. Southern Brisbane... 0.7% and finally Western Brisbane at 0.6%. It is tight across the board and even those areas where we've had high density development, it's all being absorbed uh, because the borders have now been reopened and there really is nothing to rent. And anytime you know you look at realestate.com or domain for any properties available for rent, there's very slim picking. So you can see why you know, tenants are scrambling to find somewhere to call home. And it is a dire situation. It's not something um, that, that anyone wants to see happen to a city because, you know, we really want people to find somewhere to live. Um, there's just an issue around rental supply and, and investors, um, are the ones that are supplying the, the homes for people to rent. Um, and yet it's a, it's a nationwide problem and the government needs to look for other solutions rather than relying purely on the private investment market. So if I'm not, if I'm not looking at all the negative news and I'm not hearing all the negative things, uh, as, a, as a good investor, um, that if I want to invest in, into a market that's actually moving forward, going up in value, um, is affordable, vacancy rates are almost zero. <laughs> they're, they're so low, it's amazing. Um, you know, when you look at that and you see the market moving and what you can actually buy in Brisbane, um, as an investor, 
um, you've, you've probably got to look at opportunity, I think, um, as opposed to the negative headlines in the news. Look, great time to actually be getting into the market. And if you listen to Warren Buffett, you know, the, the saying goes, be fearful when others are greedy. Uh, well, that's been over the last 18 months, and that's when he suggested you should be sitting on the sidelines. But then turn that around and be greedy when others are fearful. And with consumer confidence levels as low as they are right now, it's the time to be looking for quality A-grade properties because there is less competition um, there's opportunity to secure a solid long-term investment um, let's not forget where an olympic city the infrastructure that development that's coming into um, brisbane is absolutely incredible and understanding which locations will benefit from that um, obviously is is what we do and how we help um, our clients but yes brisbane is a very low supply environment and yet we have higher demand because we've got strong levels of migration, especially from interstate. We've got relative affordability um, and the median compared to the median values of other cities, our market is attractive for buyers looking to get more bang for their buck. And, and it's, you know, you look at obviously what's happening here um, and from our, from our point of view, it's, it's very different at the moment as well. Our agent relationships, um, we're getting phone calls from agents, we're getting messages from agents, have you got any buyers, you're looking for things. We're actually getting that, our connection with agents and our our professional working relationship is back to what it normally was. Yeah. And it's back to that normal relationship of communicating and negotiating. Um, negotiating, that, that's another thing. I mean, the last in the last month, I think three out of the four Fridays, uh, we have negotiated on properties and secured them before the open on the Saturday for our clients um, in a negotiation stage. That, yeah, we haven't that had, just never happened. Haven't had the opportunity to negotiate um, over the last 12 months when every single property was selling with multiple offers um, and, you know, agents didn't even need to ring a buyer back because they had 15 other buyers lined up ready to buy the property. We are definitely in a transitioning market here in Brisbane and we do expect to see some locations and some property types perform a lot better than others. So we can no longer, you know, see that the rising tide is going to lift all ships. That is not going to be the case anymore here in Brisbane. Um, we had the perfect market conditions over the last 12 months to see everything go up in value. That is not going to happen anymore. We are going to start to... Um, focus more on location selection and, and not just buy anything hoping that it increases. And I guess that's where strategic advice and professional assistance can really benefit um, people because you want to make sure that the money that you're investing is um, strategically placed to ensure that the property that you're buying helps you to achieve your long-term goals, especially if it is an investment property. But even if you're buying a home, you want to make sure that due diligence is done up front and that you're not going to be buying one of those B or C grade properties, um, which will have that lower level of demand and therefore sit on the market for longer in the event you ever need to sell in the future. These are normal market conditions. Um, we're heading into more normal market conditions. And um, for that reason, you know, you need to be more selective and focus on the quality properties. And, and I guess touching on that normal thing, normal market again, just as, an, as another example, at an inspection um, we went to recently, the first open, there was about 15 groups through. The second open, around 18 groups through. That's over those two inspections. Some properties where we are seeing midweek inspections, a little bit quieter. Um, people aren't getting out and about in the cold nights. Not that it's that cold here in Brisbane. But um, weekends, generally sort of busy. But again, as I come back to, it's probably normal as the market should be, as the market has been in the past, we've seen this, um, and it is a normal market where 
you can go to the open, you can you can start to talk to agents, and you can probably negotiate. Um, so, look, I, I think from our side of it, it's more of a normal market as opposed to the uh, the crazy market that we went through. And like I say, we see markets within markets at a national level, but also at a local level. There's always markets within markets. You can't call Brisbane one single property market. And I know we talk a lot about the median value across all of Greater Brisbane, but we also consistently point out the fact that there are always markets within markets. And as we move forward in the months ahead, I'm sure we'll start to see a divergence in the performance of those markets within markets, especially here in Brisbane. And we will continue to bring you the truth about what we are seeing across um, the board in terms of those market segments, as well as um, those product types throughout Brisbane. So tune in once again next week, we will be providing further information specific to Brisbane. Um, and let's see what happens over the next month uh, be- between now and when we prepare our next market update. So it's not all doom and gloom, upwards and onwards, they say. Absolutely. Um, anyway, look, I hope, hopefully that's been good information, um, put a bit of a positive uh, tune to everyone, because um, it is a, it's positive at the moment, as far as we can see. So Um, Look, I will let Melinda wrap it up as usual. It's been great talking and um, giving you an update and we will talk again next week. Thanks very much for listening. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in once again. And as we always say, if you do enjoy listening to the Brisbane Property Podcast, there's nothing more than we would love uh, for you to do than to leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends and family about our podcast episodes. The more people that do tune in, um, the more people that will benefit from the information that we prepare each week and share with our community. Have a fabulous week as always, and we look forward to speaking with you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature, and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes. And of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.